All right. Hey there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey there. (laughs) Hey there. I love this. Oh, my God. Why is this so difficult? (laughs) Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, okay. I'm good whenever you are. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just go, just go. Okay. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. And Matthew is not here today. <laughs> so we're just yep. going to record an episode for you guys um, about stuff that Matt doesn't really know about. So yeah. Andrew and I can have a discussion. And we don't want to spoil anything for Matt. And we don't want Matt to sit there in silence uncomfortably. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, we're just going to record it a little differently today. So it's just the two of us. Right. And I am so not ready for all of the awkward silence that's going to ensue. <laughs> it's going to be so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there <laughs> There's going to be so many forced laughs, too. At least I feel like it because of just trying to fill this dead air that, that is because Matt's currently here. being here. Yeah. Um, no, but <laughs> but today we're going to talk about um, Marvel Netflix TV shows. Yes, that's right. So this is a topic that Andrew and I both love. We, we love watching all the movies, especially like right when they came out. I think yeah. uh, I watched Defenders within two days of it coming out. Andrew watched it all in one day, a week after it came out, but only because he was waiting to watch it with his friend. Yeah, so I have this ritual with one of my friends, if he's listening, how's it going, Bill? Um, Where the two of us will binge the whole entire series in one weekend. It started back in college where the two of us were watching, like, I don't know, Daredevil 2, or maybe it was Jessica Jones. Yeah, probably. But we finished it all in one weekend. It was in the middle of Jessica Jones where... We were like, oh my god, it's three in the morning. It's time to stop. And then it ended on this insane cliffhanger. And we were like, well, I guess we're not sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, that definitely has to be Jessica Jones then. Because yeah. I remember you coming back and telling me, because I hadn't watched Jessica Jones for a little while. And I think I watched the first three episodes, and you were like... Josh, you have to watch it. You get to episode five and you will not stop. You will just watch it all day long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's, I'm pretty sure what you were talking about. Yeah. But that's something that I personally love. I think that it is one of the greatest written superhero television shows. Yeah. I think what makes it uh, really good is that, first of all, it's Netflix. Netflix, I feel, gives a lot of freedom with what they do. Yeah. Because you don't have to be safe for television right you don't have to worry about all of these limitations that certain networks give you mm. i just feel that netflix gives you this freedom that other tv shows don't really get yeah and but, they've been pumping money into their original shows too oh like, yeah very very good quality i don't know <laughs> they're actually in the red because they're pumping so much money into it yeah yeah well that's something i appreciate but like unfortunately yeah that can't happen too much or else they'll yeah go out <laughs> two of two of my favorite shows were like canceled and ended early um the Which get two? the get down and sense eight the get down was canceled well it wasn't canceled but it was shortened well it was canceled in 2016 and then they're like nah just kidding here's another oh, okay <laughs> but <Yay>! like <laughs> yeah another thing i was gonna say about this is a lot of the writing is so much better i feel than other superhero shows because 
they really condense it to like a certain number. Like I think it's 13 episodes yeah. per season. Yeah. And that's not something you see a lot, especially if they're trying to continue the story over multiple seasons. Yeah. Like the only show right now that has multiple seasons is daredevil and daredevil. It's kind of completely different storylines too. Right. In like the flash or arrow or something. It's like the <laughs> same thing continuously for five, three to five seasons. Yeah. And it's like, and it's rough. Yeah. And they do the same thing every season, every episode, and it kind of gets annoying. But for this, they they decide, hey, people aren't coming here to watch the same thing over and over again. They're coming for a great story, right? With great right. acting, great writing, all that stuff, and different characters too. I, I think that Netflix does a really good job in in the Marvel series of making each of the superheroes a different personality style. Exactly, and that's why I feel that. You can like, say, Jessica Jones and hate Iron Fist or Luke Cage. Right. They are different characters, meaning that the whole show has a different tone. Mm. And I think that that's really cool, which I think posed a challenge when they decided to make the connecting show The Defenders. Yes, that is a really good point. And I was I was nervous because I was like, how are they going to connect this lighthearted action of Iron Fist with this extremely dark daredevil right like how are they gonna mix those two genres mm-hmm. and they did it i think really well yeah i think they did it pretty well um a thing that i just loved about it was that all of these random different characters that i mean they were created completely differently in comics mm-hmm. um just come together so flu uh, like fluid fluid uh-huh. <laughs> fluidly <laughs> um yeah close enough it's whatever yeah whatever they <laughs> come out so well in um in the defenders the tv mm-hmm. show which uh, i think it takes skill to yeah. be able to write characters like that yeah definitely definitely i also i really appreciated that they even had cameos in each other's shows before even came up with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage was in it. Yeah. Which I thought was, I was actually surprised. I don't think I was keeping up with the news at that point where mm-hmm. I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, I definitely so that was, didn't. That was like a really awesome touch. And even when, when, cause he owned a bar in it, right? Yeah. I had no idea that he was the bartender. I was just like, oh, it's a bartender. Yeah, yeah, and then, exactly. And then he, he did. He was Luke Cage. Yeah. And he, you know, didn't die when he was shot in the head. But, um, <laughs> Spoiler? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think that a lot of times what I feel gets mixed up with this whole thing is that superheroes need to be this lighthearted for kids thing. And I think that they take it to a place where, yeah, it's okay for kids to watch. I mean, personally, I would let my child, if I had one, watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like dark, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't try to hide It's a good level. Yeah. It's not... The Flash or Arrow. Both yeah, of them, exactly. Both of them, or The Flash is guilty of this, I think, where they play both ends of the extreme. They're like, oh, we're super lighthearted, whatever. But then it's like, your problems are all the same. They go so into the drama aspect mm-hmm. of yeah, it definitely. that it's just not, it's neither lighthearted or dark and, and dreary. It's this it's both at the same time yeah. also it's so hard to explain just don't watch it <laughs> just, just don't just, watch yeah, the show guys watch, yeah if you're gonna watch a tv show about superheroes you're gonna watch a marvel netflix show yeah do or, that please yeah. save yourself <laughs> or an animated show mm-hmm. but that's right. a whole different episode <laughs> yeah um 
But no, uh, there's just one thing that I've always wanted to talk about about Defenders that I watched. I think it was on the third, second or third episode. And I was like, holy crap, this is beautiful. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the lighting. They oh. changed oh, yeah, the yeah, lighting yeah, yeah. based on the character they're following. See, I didn't actually notice that until... Um, there was a post on a forum about it. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, it's so cool. You have to look up this picture. Also do that viewers, but um, <laughs> or listeners, I don't know. I keep saying viewers. Yeah, me too. Um, somebody online took every single frame and got mm-hmm. the average color of every frame and yeah. pushed them all into one picture. And then also said, who is the main character, like, who is the camera focusing on during this period of time? Yeah. And so you get to see this awesome collage of, like, when Daredevil's on scene, the lighting's red. When Luke Cage is on, it's, it's yellow. yellow. When um, Jessica Jones is on, it's blue. blue. It's it's so yeah. cool. It's amazing. I, I Well, no, I remember sitting there, and I was like, because nobody else in my family was watching it at the time. And that's who I usually talk to about stuff that I find extremely intriguing and the other people who i know uh, when it comes to like making things like yeah. cameras and and lighting and stuff that's i usually talk to my brothers and everybody else who i knew watched it all watched it because like uh, like comic books the characters the writing's really good but they don't really care that much about like the cinematography and like right, all that stuff. right so i would say like oh my gosh don't you think that this is really cool and they're like yeah that's pretty cool um but didn't you love that action scene? And I was like, yes, I love that action scene. <laughs> but I I think that this is amazing. Like, right. I did not see that coming at all. Like, I don't know if that was, like, something they advertised with. Mm-hmm. But personally, I was watching the second or third episode, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. I think that – and then I watched, like, the whole rest of the episode. I was like, that's what they did, and it's amazing. Yeah. There's this one scene in particular where it's Daredevil – but he's as Matt Murdock, he's being the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because Jessica Jones is the one who's being interrogated. Mm-hmm. And the room is very blue, very dark, like an interrogation room. And then Matt Murdock opens the door. And I think this is the first scene where any of the two heroes interact. Yeah. And you see this dark red from outside, yeah, outside. the room mm-hmm. coming into this room of pure understated blue and it's such a cool scene that's the first moment where i noticed there was something really cool in coloring but i didn't put together how extreme they went with it yeah well the thing that i went back and i watched the first episode they did it from the first episode every time they switched to a different character's Mm -hmm. perspective it changed to that character's color scheme but the thing that i really appreciated when i started watching further into the show is by episode four or five, when they all start interacting with each other, the way they mix them is incredible, Mm -hmm. especially like the way that they have the villains too. Like if the villain is from one of their particular storylines, it it would also have that shape. I didn't notice that. If Electro was in it, it would have a red tint. If it was the old lady woman, it would have, (laughs) um, iron. No, Luke Cage, maybe? I don't remember who she was. It it was Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. So, I thought that was just really cool. No, so, I was going to say, uh, going into something maybe a little bit more relatable, I think that almost every series has had a really cool villain. Yes. Um, And very well done. There, There are two in particular that were incredible, and that's Kingpin from season one of Daredevil. Definitely 
insane amount of development and his actor killed it oh yeah i i forget his name i i remember i recognized him from something Mm -hmm. else but that is the greatest version of kingpin i've ever seen in any sort of media and his child actor is so good too yeah and the writing for that character is like flawless you Mm -hmm. truly get to see all sides of his character yeah yeah and so like well done too like you don't feel that they rush too much into one episode or that they draw things out for too long i think it is the perfect amount of spacing for a character development and like i said if you watch the old daredevil kingpin sucked but that movie (laughs) sucked but if even like one of the greatest forms of kingpin which was spider-man's animated series Mm -hmm. i think it topped that yeah which was my level of basis right. <laughs> for how to compare a kingpin right so i was like oh my gosh like this was the highest form of kingpin i knew yeah they took it up a notch it was awesome right i was right, so happy mm-hmm. with how that turned out yeah totally and the thing that's cool about him is that he actually believes he's doing the right thing also yeah like he's like this is what's right for this city and mm-hmm. i always love when it's not a clash of good versus evil, but a clash of ideals. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. And to I, me. that's different from the other episodes or um, I mean, other series, because I believe in most of the other series, it's yeah, like a it's villain. Like it is somebody who wants to take over right. the world or and, like use their powers for bad solely because they're evil. Right. I think that that's that may be a daredevil thing, though, because look at look at the other two antagonists of season two. Electra and Punisher. Yeah. Both, both of them go crazy, but they both also think that they're doing the right things. Mm-hmm. It's just that they go too far in the eyes of Matt Murdock, in the eyes of Daredevil. Yeah. And so he tries to stop them. And so I think that that's a really cool thing that Daredevil does that I don't think the other two do at all. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit also about the first villain of Luke Cage. Because I thought he was amazing. Not Diamondback. Yeah, Coppermouth. 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 Oh my gosh. He was... I thought that he took all of the the awesomeness of the negative, dark side of Kingpin, but like pushed it to an extreme, put a huge ego on it, mm-hmm. and he was just the most compelling villain. Oh, definitely. Like, besides Kingpin, he was the most compelling villain in my eyes. I I was thinking, I like him a lot. I think he's one of the greatest villains of, like, almost anything. But now that I'm thinking about it, I really, really did like the Purple Man. Yeah, I liked him too, but I'm not sure if that's just because I'm David Tennant. Yeah, Yeah, David Tennant's the best. But let's stick to Coppermouth. We'll go to Purple Man next. But Mm -hmm. Coppermouth was amazing. And I know that you know the scene that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And this is just something that comes out of cinematography Mm -hmm. just brilliant i think i paused it oh i did too and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i remember (laughs) we talked about this i think at one point after we had watched the show i'm gonna just describe it real quick basically um actually wait do you remember more what i'm trying to remember what happens before they kill someone yeah, he yeah, he killed somebody, yeah, but he he somebody there's like more to this. Up. It's more dramatic than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just he he killed a random guy. There oh, was no, there yeah. was backstory to uh, it. Yeah. But. And like cuz somebody had like messed up or mm-hmm. and then he like it, he did this whole big monologue. He killed the person and he 
steps back and the camera pans to where his head perfectly lines up with a giant portrait of Biggie Smalls wearing a crown and his head lines up perfectly under the crown in front of Biggie Smalls' head. And it's just perfect because it shows how he thinks of himself. Right. It's such a cool scene. When I paused it, like, I don't even know why I freaked out, but I just thought it was one of the coolest things. I paused it and, like, ran around the room because (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it just... It showed his personality mm-hmm. so well without him telling you what his personality is, someone else telling you what his personality <laughs> is, but not even his actions showing you what his personality yeah. is. It was like this this illusion, this metaphor mm-hmm. for what his exactly. personality is without even any actions or or um, story beforehand. Yeah, or dialogue. It's yeah. Just, I think it's amazing storytelling yeah through uh, the, through the visual media yeah definitely. it's amazing because you don't see that enough mm-hmm. and nowadays because like everything's spelled out for you and if it's not spelled out for you it's all done through like extremely uh hit batch over the head with action and then this one's just so subtle mm-hmm. it's something that you you pick up if you see it if not they get to it a little bit later like you'll understand as mm-hmm. you grow but like or as the as you go on but like that scene right there perfectly just sums up him and his mental state at Mm -hmm. the time, which is just amazing. And I think that it's something that is taken for granted because we just are now so used to visual media (laughs) and everybody's just doing like stuff to make money. It's like, they don't actually do what they should be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to take shortcuts. Yeah. But uh, I do want to move on quickly to purple man, because just, I think it's because I am biased towards David Tennant because us three, Matt's not here, but all three of us love David Tennant from Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, we That's our favorite Doctor. I think I can speak for yeah, all of us yeah, when I definitely. say that. Yeah. And he, he just completely changed the show. And going on from that, everything he's been in, we've just been like, oh my God, he's amazing. Right. I mean, even in the short part of Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire that he was in, I'm like, oh, my God, David Tennant's amazing. Yeah. And this whole new appreciation for him came out of that. Um, Matt and I watched a TV show called Broadchurch that he was in, and it was just, oh, my God. Yeah, I still he's, have to see that. He's, his acting is just so intense and just amazing. But in, in this show, in Jessica Jones, the amount of just sheer, like, I don't even know what to say. Evil that he puts out like creepiness. Yeah. So he kind of differs from Coppermouth because Coppermouth is, is a very villain in the sense of like, I want stuff. I want to be the best. I want to be the king. I want to have all the money, that kind of stuff. Whereas purple man, he like, He's more of a Joker character almost. Chaos. Where yeah, where he's just like psychotic and he's like you hurt me so I'm going to have this ginormous plan to take over this whole city just so that I can hurt you. Mm-hmm. And exactly. It's such a cool difference in villains exactly. also. It's not every villain has the same motivation. Yeah. They're all doing different stuff. Oh, well, I thought that would be silent. <laughs> That's my timer. Uh, so we have to start wrapping up. Anyway, if you have more to say. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the thing about Purple Man that just I saw, especially because it's David Tennant, I saw a completely different side of him. It's just, like I said, creepiness. The vibe he was giving out yeah. in that show is something I had never seen uh, him do 
brilliant. He did yeah, it brilliantly. It's way different than his other characters. Exactly. And so just as an actor standpoint, that was brilliant. But also, like I said with Defenders, just the fact that he's called Purple Man, you know that the way that they did his character with uh-huh. the lighting and the shots that they took. Yeah. And then just like the colors they used, uh, his outfit, <laughs> even <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. I really appreciate that because it, it takes, it takes you to the point where you're like, like I always say, you're using the visual media in a way that is supposed to be used. Like you have this extra form, you want to use it. They use the color in it to just bring this whole extra level to the whole TV show. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely loved it. So I don't want to run on too long, but I really, I think we need to say it because we haven't yet. Iron Fist just wasn't as good. Okay, so actually, what I think we're going to do is, do do you think we can go on for a second episode on this? On just Iron Fist? No, on Marvel. And I think there's so much more to unpack here. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, there's six shows. So. Oh, yeah, I could I could do a second one. Yeah. So. um, So I think that's what we're going to do. We are going to have a part two of this coming out. This has been two thirds of the Broadcast Brothers. You can contact us at broadcastbrothers, the number three at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about this episode, about what you thought of the Netflix shows. Yeah. And, you know, check out, check us out on Twitter. That's right. Uh, Broadcast Bros 3 is our uh, Twitter handle. Um, I don't know how much we're going to be using stuff like that, but uh, like social media and <laughs> stuff like that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> ah, well, we'll hope to do it uh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and put out some stuff. But yeah, just seriously, keep checking us out. Hopefully we'll be putting episodes up like twice a week and we'll be putting out a follow up episode to this pretty soon. Yep. So keep on checking back. And oh, I guess he said bye already. Sorry. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Dear Lord. That ending was kind of abrupt. Yeah, I mean, that's okay, though. It's foreshadowing. (laughs) For what? It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're literally, yeah. Stay tuned four days later to listen to the next podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway.